0: I may have a blog, but I also have a podcast. You can
1: call me a clown, but this is my circus.
0: We are doing a time-honored Gaylord's uh, episode approach here, right? Well, the point is, I'll have this conversation with myself, (laughs) Like, we, is it Time-Honored? <laughs> well, no. Just our very first episode of Gaylords was a discussion about movie trailers. Oh, I see. You see the parallel? I do now. I have smooth brain, too, so I, but now I understand. It was terrible. It made no sense.
1: I thought you were talking about doing Housewives of Darkness. I was like, we've done two. <laughs>
0: this yeah. is not Time-Honored. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. Right. This is Housewives of Darkness. Sorry, I forgot to change the backdrop in the manner here.
1: <laughs> Different. Yeah, where's the green screen? Switch it over.
0: Yeah, uh, but the point is we're going to talk about two trailers today because we have been blessed oh. with trailers for the imminent new seasons of... Two of, and not to speak for Anthony, but both of us, I think we have the same favorite franchises because I, think so. I watch something and then I tell you to watch it.
1: Yeah, and I go, this is the best. You're right.
0: Yeah, but two of our very favorite franchises are coming back very soon. <sighs> Gave us trailers. I felt myself come alive watching the trailers we're gonna put the trailers up on our like somewhere on our social media or something so if you're not a big housewives watcher you can still watch them it's like two three minutes for a trailer this is like
1: in the our episode on the the manitou we were talking about why aren't you guys watching this now this could be a gateway drug it's like you for this episode all you have to do is watch these like two minute trailers and there's only two of them, so that's just, just you know, j-
0: take off that sandal and just dip the toe in. Yeah, it's just five minutes out of your life. Especially the Salt Lake trailer, which looks <laughs> insane. We're talking about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City upcoming season three and Real Housewives of Potomac upcoming season seven. Oh. This is the reason to stay alive, right? Like, this it is really is this is right as you know,
1: you know, monkeypox happens, and then you know, here everything's on fire, and just everything is awful. And you know, I'm already thinking about 2022 election and the 2024 election, and it's just like, and then the universe says, No, baby, eat this Soylent Green, enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. And then I have the the pure bliss, the narcotic bliss of Real Housewives to just take me away. Not just one new season of a new fran- of a franchise that I love, but two at the same time. Like, because Salt Lake is October 20... 20- no, September 28th. September
0: 28th! That's, like, in 15 minutes!
1: That's, like, right now. And then uh, Potomac is October 9th, which is, like, if I'm counting right, that's, like, just X number of days after September 28th.
0: Yeah, like, I'm, al- I'm always looking forward to October as a horror movie fan. Yeah. But now I'm like, I get horror movies, all- I mean, I get horror movies all month, every month, but October is special still, okay? We all know this. Yeah. But I get that, and now I'm gonna go real high,
1: because <laughs> I'm excited! You're telling me now October is... Standing in front of a cast ensemble holding, like, a diamond or holding a mojito. A <laughs> severed head! Yeah, holding a severed head and waving it around. And she has a tagline and a theme song.
0: Two of my favorite franchises are coming back and there will be new episodes throughout October?
1: October? Back to back, like spit roasted by Salt
0: Lake and Potomac. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Eiffel Towered, if that's more your fancy. I know you speak French.
0: Thank you, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> <sighs> yes, Salt Lake and Potomac are going ass to ass just for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that movie. Oh, God. Sorry, everybody, for triggering your I PTSD know. of Requiem for a Dream. Um, so real. But my God, I had been running out of Housewives. I've been watching some of the off brand ones, aka International.
1: You're doing Melbourne, right? Are you still Yeah. On that?
0: Well, no, I finished season three. Also, let me just. Okay. <sighs> to organize my thoughts.
1: Right, right, right.
0: I haven't talked about this on the show Melbourne love it I have to say honestly maybe step aside Lisa Hochstein because Janet Roach might be (laughs) the housewife after my heart
1: after your heart of
0: hearts? yeah really? I think she's so great
1: I love Janet
0: she is the perfect housewife she has a lot of money some delusion she loves gossip she loves it and she admits it she's one of the very few who will start shit or say something wrong and then be like yeah i just love gossip and i love that about her
1: she'll keep she'll keep bullshit going for a long time or over the pettiest things and then people call out on it she goes oh you're right i did do that (laughs) And
0: and then it's over she, I just really love her. I think she's so... She's funny. She doesn't really take herself too seriously. She dresses really nicely. Like, I just love Janet.
1: She's a loving mother, a la Alexis... Alexia from Miami. I love... Janet and... Jan, honestly, Janet Gamble-Jackie from from Melbourne are some of my all-time top housewives. I just love them. Really? Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely gamble is one of my very very favorite
0: love gamble um i'll say this about gamble i will say once again i flew too close to the sun and my wings melted really when i see a picture of gamble with some australian politician and they're like gamble is a proud liberal voter and i said oh that's great and then i remembered that australia is upside down
1: oh it's different yeah
0: so liberal no. music <laughs> can you believe it gamble gamble no she's lisa hocksteining us Mm-hmm. gamble with all their her gay friends and her gay steps hmm which is one of those things where it's like we should be surprised when they're not republican like we know atlanta and potomac don't fuck around they're all democrats because black women fucking know what's up but when they are white people who are wealthy they want to just protect their wealth and that's all they think about yes so you can have somebody like a gamble or at Lisa Hochstein who you know socially or at least with the way we see them behave cries liberal in the american sense of the word progressive seeming progressive and then you find out the horrible truth
1: No, but, like, the Australians are, like, real bad. Like, the bad ones are, like, real bad. Yeah. Like, their government has been bungled for, like, the last 20 years. Yeah. Like, real bad. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Oh, Gamble. No, I love you, Gamble.
0: I know. So I watched season three, went through the reunion, and then when season four started and there had been a cast shakeup, the the reunion to premiere is always... A jarring experience because the yeah. reunion will leave you feeling one way and then people come in and there's sometimes there's cast changes sometimes people that you thought were friends hate each other and vice versa and so season four i felt like the magic was gone oh who was
1: different because chica's a friend of in four
0: chica was gone and petty fleur was gone
1: petty fleur is gone and then did they bring in a new was there like a new model or something they brought
0: in two new people One was one of uh, Gina's friends.
1: Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. Venus. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Venus.
0: And I just, I don't know. And then Gina and Lydia were, like, besties. And I was just like, this is different. I don't want it. It's upsetting. I stopped. I watched one episode and I tapped out.
1: The betrayal by Venus is awful. Or by Gina is awful. Um... Uh, Venus is fascinating because she is like literally a Middle Eastern woman that has turned herself into a white blonde Barbie. Uh, Because Racially, like Melbourne is so just fraught. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely fraught that it's perplexing to watch. But oh man, well, I guess that's good, Stacey, because if you choose Joy, you really can't watch season four because the reunion, the reunion is Gina is just full madness of King George. And it's just her screaming at everybody, and it's so unhinged and awful. And, hmm.
0: Yeah, she vanished up her own ass. And it's like, I mean, NeNe vanished up her own ass, obviously. But at least NeNe gave us, like, six seasons. And then yeah. came back and was still, and, you know, like, was still NeNe, even though she her ego was out of control. Gina's ego immediately, by the end of season one, her ego was crazy.
1: Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Um, And so season four, where she's just out of control, I just, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And so I was feeling bad about that. And I started Sydney, but Sydney is, uh, Sydney went for only one season. And anytime you try to find out why it was canceled, it's like people said it was too mean. And I'm like two episodes in and I'm like, I get it. It's, I've wow. never seen housewives like it. Like, they all hate each other.
1: Wow. And that's like Australia where, like, people specialize in mean... Like, it is the most death metal continent out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there's, like, one or two that are kind of just uh, boring and whatever. But then the rest of them are just, like... Like, we're having a dinner with things thrown and yelling and all this in the first episode.
1: Oh, my God. Not, not not saving it for a trip mid-season. Not
0: saving it for a three-episode trip. Yeah. Wow. So Sydney, I could have do. And so my point in all of this blather is that in swoop the trailers for Salt Lake City and Potomac. Because I had ju- my housewife's tank had been running a little empty after giving up on Melbourne and not sure how I feel about Sydney, which is only one season anyway. Yeah. And then here come two of my faves.
1: You're like you're like one of those um, one of those Mad Max boys, like w- with a new stock of gasoline.
0: Yeah, I just sprayed my mouth all silver. <laughs> yeah, the trailer comes on and you're like, plonk chrome. Yeah, <laughs> and you start
1: spraying your mouth with silver. It's spray a thing. lovely day to watch Housewives.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> these two trailers, just the trailers. I
1: mean, these trailers might as well have their own apocalyptic road uh, parade, complete with a guitarist strapped to a monster truck, like, belting metal, right? Like, they are, like, I mean, fucking Salt Lake Season 3 looks like an opera directed by Julie Taymor. Like, (laughs) what is happening?
0: I, we, I just watched the trailers again right before we recorded this, so it'd be fresh in my mind. And I, I remember from Salt Lake... Let's talk about Salt Lake first.
1: Let's do it. Let's get the toxicity help first.
0: It is... First of all, Salt Lake, as we mentioned on our episode about the about Salt Lake Season 2, is that it's really an interesting franchise in Housewives at large because nobody is really friends uh, it's so chaotic, because the allegiances switch constantly.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: And so, friends in this episode, they might not be friends by the end of the episode. Everybody is out for themselves, and it feels like they've all watched Housewives a lot. Especially a few of them, like Heather, have definitely watched Housewives. And so it just has a different vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a chaotic franchise. Yeah. Well, and season 2, like
1: where would you possibly go from there? And somehow they figured out how to, according to this trailer.
0: I don't even know, like Genshaw, for those of you who follow all of this, Genshaw, who when we left off in season 2 was still saying I'm not guilty of fraud. <laughs> uh she's like the kind of person who takes advantage of the elderly through telemarketing schemes and takes all their money
1: sorry stacy she was played by Stuart smith okay she said that
0: (laughs) this is what she's now she's changed it in the trailer for season three because this is all unfolding in real time and so you i've been wondering we've all been wondering how are they going to approach it in season three and you see her (laughs) <laughs> in the trailer, I'm innocent. I was played by Stewart. I would never do this if it wasn't for Stewart, who was her uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the trailer, even yes, she ended up pleading guilty. She's gonna go to jail.
1: She's like literally facing like prosecution by like the. It's is it even the feds? It's like it's a the full feds. On, like It's a fe- It's like the as top like military tribunal as you can get.
0: It's, yeah, the reason why she eventually decided to plead guilty is because she was not going to win her case. It was like the know, the U.S. district courts or whatever that has like a 99% win rate. Like, they don't prosecute you unless they know they are going to win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like, I don't even, was was Keith Raniere even facing this kind of? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Like, that was just the state of New York.
0: Yeah. And so, like, a year ago, a year and a half, who knows how long it's been at this point, everybody else who worked with her or for her copped a plea deal and turned informant. And she was the holdout. And she was like, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I mean, in... she was going to go to trial, blah, blah, blah. And then literally at, like, the last minute, she turned in a guilty plea.
1: Yep.
0: And I, I guarantee she's still going to maintain her innocence. And she'll be, she'll play she'll be like, well, I didn't have a choice. The system was stacked against me. Everybody else was lying about me, blah, blah. And it's like, just...
1: I'm looking out for Coach and my boys. And yet, okay, so she's so guilty. Looks great in her houndstooth ski suit. Yes, she does. Um, And yet, is as as someone that, like, we're pretty sure... Like, because here on Gaylord's Darkness, we are... Well, Housewives of Darkness, we are judge, jury, and executioner. It's obvious We know that she's guilty. We know that Jenshaw did these things. And yet, someone who maybe <laughs> didn't do the things but is directly implicated in them, Erica Jane. How is Erica Jane so much more unwatchable than Jen Shaw and so much more like repellent?
0: Do you know what I mean? Because Erica Jane is soulless
1: because she just goes dead inside and the void of screaming souls appears behind her eyes
0: yeah she just has no there is not a shred of empathy or sympathy or humanity in that woman and even if she had nothing to do with all of the shit that went on with her which is a whole other thing she has known about it for a long time and she's never said like I didn't know about this. I can't believe my husband did this. I feel really bad. Instead, she's like, I only care about me. She doesn't care about the widows and orphans that have lost, you know, millions of dollars that they were entitled to that went to fund Erica Jane's pile of wigs and shitty fucking music career. She doesn't feel any kind of, like, she doesn't know how to be a human about that and say, like, I yeah. had nothing to do with it. I didn't know, but my God, what a tragedy this is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Instead, it literally is.
0: Who cares about the
1: widows and the orphans?
0: Yeah, she literally is saying saying on on the show, I only care about me. I don't care about them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She's a very hard woman. Yeah. And Jen Shaw, while still maintaining her innocence and putting the blame on everybody else and not accepting any responsibility.
1: (laughs) For the crimes she did commit.
0: For the crimes she absolutely did commit, still there's something of a human being in there somewhere. And it doesn't remotely excuse anything she did. I'm talking about her strictly in terms of likability on The Real Housewives for for a, a
1: woman who spends most of her time scowling and screaming at other people <laughs> yeah. she does still know to maintain an air of um uh, i don't know of of uh, grace about this somehow
0: and what it does is it tells you about all the other people on the show
1: oh for real like um
0: <clears throat>
1: one heather day maybe gay gay Heather oh, gay. she's not gay. No. Heather, Heather Gay. And Heather her name gay. is... I, why did I say... Th- oh! Heather Gay, but not Heather Gay. <laughs> right, yeah. It's not a statement. <laughs> Heather, who shows up with a fucking... Uh, 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 eye that threw itself down the stairs. I am.
0: Heather, who shows her ass at every reunion, Heather is really likable in her confessionals, which if you're not a Housewives watcher, basically we watch events unfold, like they'll be at a restaurant or on a trip or whatever with the cameras there. Then all of the Housewives film what are called confessionals, which are basically the talking heads, where it's one housewife talking about something that just happened or is about to happen or whatever. They're pre-recorded. A lot of these women use ghostwriters for their one-liners, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a place for the women to kind of have some personality and shine and control their own narratives. Yup. And Heather is really good at that. She's really personable and really likable and really self-effacing in her confessionals.
1: And white and blonde.
0: (laughs) And white and blonde. But I mean, but then when the reunion comes around and it's filmed live and you don't have a chance to edit yourself, she's a fucking mean girl. Yeah. And it really comes out. And so I end up liking her all season. And then we get to the reunion. and I'm like, she's my least favorite. Yeah. I mean, I loved her season one. It was Whitney and Heather for me. Bad Mm -hmm. weather. Bad weather. Spin the truth. Destroy.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lisa Barlow. (laughs) And then I get to the reunion and I say, hold on a minute. Season two, I want to like her again, but I still have those memories. And then I see that I think she really just. And I mean, maybe there's a deeper psychological thing operating here where it's like she just wants to be accepted in the same way that her family did not accept her when she, as she left the church, you know? Um, but it's, like, she does a lot of, like, coddling and, like, sucking up to others and just, like, appealing to the, it's, like, it's, like, I haven't seen season 11 of Beverly Hills, so I don't know where, where the hell that's at with Kathy Hilton, but, like, it's, like, when Kathy first showed up on that show and everyone just ate her farts. Because it's like who, watching everybody just, the moths to the flame of the person with the most money. And how the dynamics shift in those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And Heather absolutely is doing that with Jen Shaw.
0: Yes, Heather and Meredith were posting, they were calling themselves The Coven. Allegiances have shifted between Salt Lake Season 2 and Season 3. Apparently, I can't wait for this to play out. Supposedly Lisa Barlow (laughs) and Whitney are besties now.
1: Oh, is this everything you've ever wanted?
0: It really—it's like that's my dream team right there. Yeah. Uh, and Heather, Meredith, and Jen Shaw were hanging out, and they would post pictures of themselves on social media and call themselves the Coven, and blah 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 blah. And Meredith was like, "If I'm sorry, in America, it's innocent until proven guilty." And then, like, literally the next day, Jen Shaw pled guilty. <laughs> I did, I pulled up a a thing about Heather because this was, I saw this posted somewhere and it was too good for me to not bring to everyone's attention. Um, So Heather, as anyone who watches Real Housewives of Salt Lake City knows, Heather runs Beauty Lab and Laser, the infamous parking lot where the feds came to arrest Jen Shaw. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like a, they do Botox and blah, 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 blah. And so her bio on the Beauty Lab and Laser site now, this is a, this is, you know, a plastic surgery-type, botoxy place, so a professional environment. So, her bio. Just let me, okay. <laughs> oh, geez. Heather Gay. Heather is the heart and soul of Beauty Lab. What initially started as running a plastic surgeon's Instagram turned into Beauty Lab as we all know it. If it's smart, funny, or cool, it's because of Heather. People may be surprised to know that Heather is an introvert, because everyone knows that The Lab is 100,000% more fun when Heather is there. If you've ever come in and left feeling like you're her best friend, you're not alone. In addition to being our fearless leader, she is also an official cast member of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There's no one at The Lab with more depth, empathy, humor, or brilliance. Heather is the lab and the lab loves you. <gasps> Can you believe
1: that? So she wrote that herself.
0: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Can you believe it? Like typically if I'm
1: if say I'm investigating plastic surgery for my own benefit, right? And I, for my choice and I'm saying I want this X procedure. And I go to read up on the credentials of the people running the joint so that I make sure that I'm getting a good service for my American dollars. And it's that? Not credentials? What does- okay, wait, this suddenly has me asking, like, is Heather even- no, she's not a doctor, she just owns the place? Yeah, she founded it. But she doesn't do any of this stuff, She just like-
0: I think she probably hires technicians.
1: And then she just gets the money.
0: Right. I never realized that, like, I know she runs Beauty
1: Lab and Laser, but I never, like, actually thought, what does she actually do?
0: Well, according to her bio, she's the heart and soul of it.
1: (laughs) And everyone loves her. Wow.
0: I don't know what's up with her eye in the trailer. Well, they say, what, did someone pop you? And she goes, "Mm, maybe someone did. Yeah, which means no. Yeah, which is no,
1: but it's like, oh, and then what is this? It's so curious. And then what is happening between Heather and Whitney?
0: why does she shove Whitney and then this time watching it I'm like why is Whitney in her underwear?
1: Whitney's always in her underwear. (laughs) This is true it's Whitney. Whitney gets drunk the clothes come off yeah and then she gets thrown in a corner and then she gets upset because no one puts Whitney in a corner. (laughs) Did you like okay when Whitney's there's like a scene in the trailer where they're at dinner you know that's what everyone does in Real Housewives even though nobody eats and then she says um oh i i grew up with a ton of abuse and she's like has this like moment like disclosing this dark past like th- that nobody knows about and then heather kind of goes like you and like i don't know how much this is the tricky thing about real housewives and editing and trailers and editing is like i don't know how much but of that actually is even heather's response to what whitney said or is meant that way But it feels like it's the beginning of the schism that culminates in Heather pushing Whitney into the corner.
0: It could be. It could be something completely different. Like by the time you get to it, like you said, it could be Heather could be responding to, you know, Lisa saying, I'm going to take up skydiving.
1: You. <laughs> yeah. you yeah yeah
0: it could be anything and the editing is so manipulative but
1: but but they're telling us look out for what's gonna happen between these two something's
0: gonna happen like that's been the the word on the street for the whole time they were filming and is evident in their Instagrams and stuff like that and now like something is gonna happen between them I don't I don't want anything
1: negative to ever happen to Whitney however if it gets her in with Lisa Barlow, because i like like this is my ultimate girls trip
0: match made in heaven match made in my dream diary <laughs> it's, it's, do we deserve lisa barlow and whitney teaming up
1: i mean as a as a whole human civilization probably doesn't but i think you and i absolutely do After <laughs> everything we've been through yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know what's up with, like,
1: so Meredith, like, says something, like, is gossiping about Vita Tequila, which is Lisa's tequila brand. There's something going on with that. It seems so far that Lisa's only other storyline is that her son doesn't want to go to college. <laughs> and I just love when he says, fudge college, honestly, and the music goes, da-dum! Yeah! <laughs> I just, like, I love how much they're reaching to give her something dramatic.
0: Fudge college.
1: Honestly. Or Fudge College, he wants to go to Fudge College.
0: Yeah, that's what he—that's his choice. Fudge College.
1: <laughs> He's gonna get in on a Ghirardelli sponsorship.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that for him. I can't wait. It looks like chaos. I don't know why people are shoving people. I do hope that uh, everybody ends up disliking Meredith. I, unfortunately, I can do without. There's too many husbands.
1: I mm -mm. don't need to see Meredith and Seth in the tub.
0: No. He's so skeezy. Always. Yep. (laughs) Men and women. (laughs) Disgusting. Makes your skin crawl. (laughs) No, he's just so skeezy and thinks he's really funny and it's always a dirty joke and a reference. And and it's just like... uh... This and, and and this is not to say like Stacy listeners is not
1: just solely a misinterest in this instance, no. right? Because there are husbands we love.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, um oh. like um Martina la- <laughs> Yeah, Martina, in Miami. I love Gamble's angel of a husband. Wolfie. Wolfie. I love Chica's Murberger husband. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: I love Mauricio, I love, um, there's lots of husbands out there that I'm like, they actually seem like a really good fit for each other. Yes. And P.S. I, I,
0: yeah. P.S. Let me just pump the brakes for a moment here. Uh, if y'all listened to our Real Housewives of Miami episode, Real Housewives of Darkness, Miami episode, whatever, you know what I mean. And I went on and on about how can I reconcile my love for Lisa Hockstein with her MAGA <laughs> Let me say that in the other wing of the manor, there's someone not naming any names who has to reconcile their love for Mauricio with Mauricio's MAGA
1: I know, I know. Is
0: it confirmed? Yes, his mother is a full QAnon Looney Tune.
1: God damn it. Well, you know what? He's good for Kyle, okay?
0: (laughs) Here we go. Thank you. He's good for Kyle. Look at the excuses I'll make. Right? I'll tell you. That's how it happens next thing you know. I'm sorry.
1: Lisa Hochstein and Maurizio, two gorgeous, supportive queens who work so hard at what they do.
0: Not sure what Lisa does, but sure.
1: I was just going to say, like, the second I said this, I was like, I have no idea what Lisa does,
0: yeah. except
1: raise children she doesn't want. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I rest my case. They're, they're hot. There you go.
0: <laughs> End of argument.
1: They're hot and they're supportive of, like, women. And yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes, okay? And then I'll just <laughs> choose to not believe that they have a... Of, of bins upon bins full of MAGA hats. That when they open their cabinets in their closets, MAGA hats just fall out on them, like in the infomercial. <laughs> so I, I just have to, you know, that's how I reconcile. I grapple okay. with it.
0: Okay, I just, because I went all in on our last episode of this, I wanted to make sure that you had your time, at, you know.
1: I night. thought it was that somebody unnamed has their time. I mean,
0: yes! <laughs> <laughs> if you know anyone who has that particular conundrum... <laughs>
1: Here's the thing about Housewives. It helps you recognize that, just like Trump said, you know, there are there are good people on both sides. Okay.
0: Oh. <laughs> but yeah. then you're watch We're watching fucking rich
1: people. It's
0: rich people! We are watching, like, literally...
1: Well, I don't know that all of them are the 1%. Like, maybe, like, some of the Beverly Hills, if that.
0: Some of these people are extremely wealthy. But a lot of them, they are most
1: of them are all of means of some kind right so it's like you're already there is already a severe class disconnect that is like regardless of race regardless of political views like the class that's the biggest thing that's the the thing that will shift everything that none of us can relate to so at the end of the day i'm like they're just action figures and i choose which ones i want to play with
0: (laughs) So, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like it's it's probably just best not to know and to just yeah. enjoy the show if you enjoy the show.
1: And not once again not to be both sides er. <laughs> but there there are different factors, okay? I think some of you listening to this queer feminist uh reality tv podcast (laughs) um are familiar with the concept called intersectionality okay and so there are a bunch of there are so many different factors so like say with miami on that show they're very very wealthy but they're also like latina and oftentimes catholic so those things combined like marisol is a super cool great progressive queen who just also happens to be a republican
0: yeah a lot of them are immigrants or like maybe first generation yeah, Lisa's from Canada. <laughs> she knows what it's like. It was her husband that did the voting. If she even goes to vote, I'll be very shocked this time.
1: Oh, yeah, no, she goes to Zumba instead.
0: And I'm thankful for it.
1: She looks great. She looks great. <laughs> she's
0: not. <laughs> she looks great and she's not voting. I'm fine with this.
1: <laughs> In this world, sometimes that's all you can ask for, reasonably.
0: So, uh, Salt Lake City. Looks like absolute chaos.
1: 100%. It's, it's Wagner. It's scored by Wagner. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Potomac. Now, Potomac, this is season
0: seven? Seven.
1: How? I know. Um, but this is already on season seven, which good job, Potomac. She's getting up there. Potomac looks like more dramatic and less dramatic in many ways. But also, I'm just so happy to get back because that's like, that is like a cozy sweater.
0: Oh, it's so, the women are so enjoyable to watch on Potomac. They are messy. They're funny. They're gorgeous. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun franchise. I just love some of them so very much. Giselle and Robin can do no wrong in my eyes, Mm -hmm. even when they do wrong I don't care.
1: Even when Giselle shows up wearing a shirt only made to do wrong yeah. and keeps pointing it out to Karen Huger just for the sake of trolling.
0: Giselle is an absolute thousand percent troll. She is a shit stirrer. She is messy. Uh, she is the one who keeps things moving forwards on the yes. show. She knows what makes good TV. And she will wade into the shit to make good TV. Yes. Bless her for it. I love her so much. I think she's hilarious. At least she's funny about it.
1: Oh, she's so funny. She's self-aware as a housewife.
0: And if you give her shit back, she'll take it. Like, Robin gives her shit all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they can be honest with you. Giselle and Robin are the best... The I mean, the best friends the best best friends of any franchise i would say
0: yeah i would say them and alexia and marisol from miami absolutely they're the ones where it's like if they stopped being friends it would be heartbreaking because they actually have genuine friendships that are not just for the show and you can tell that they really love each other
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, if they broke up, I would be the, I would be like the K-pop stand crying in front of my votive candle with my acrylic um, <laughs> yeah. stand-up miniatures of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. so me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it looks like everybody's fighting. Uh, there's alliances that it looks like are going to be formed. I'm here for the Ashley Candace alliance. I
1: wrote down Stacy because we did, re- as you said, we recently rewatched these trailers for the show because research is important, you know. Always. And I wrote down Ashley and Candace! Exclamation! Exclamation! Question mark! Question mark! Underline. There you go. I can't believe it.
0: They've been mortal enemies since day
1: one, and and especially since season five, five when when Monique tried to kill. <laughs> love this show monique tried to kill candace she went into it she blacked out and became the terminator tried to murder candace <laughs> ashley went and like didn't testify but wrote a letter to the court like a sealed letter that was like saying candace is a wackadoo and deserved it basically and candace never forgave her arguably rightfully so i would say so
0: candace was really traumatized yeah she was almost murdered on television they can both go hard especially candace i would never say a word against candace because she has i imagine terminator vision or like predator vision where she can scan you (laughs) and she knows every single one of your insecurities and weaknesses and she will aim right there and she does she does go for the biggest threat too (laughs) (laughs) She is a fancy man. You're right. Yes, she's a fancy man. (laughs) And she just, she'll be like, she doesn't care if it's something about your personality, if it's about the way you look, if it's about your family, it doesn't matter. Candace fucking goes for the jugular. And here's the thing is people hate Candace and she's like the villain of the show and blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. I say fuck that. Candace is a retaliator. She stands up for herself and defends herself. The thing is... She immediately goes full Chernobyl Yes, and is vicious. And so by the end of it, even though she was defending herself, everybody's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for these two to be teamed up, at least for a while, it looks like. Shocking. It's, it's like the Berlin Wall coming down.
1: Yes, yes. Reagan is there. Gorbachev is there. The, the world Bannion is united. Is there. Susie Banyan's there. Yeah.
0: They're united to talk shit about Karen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and A just, cause that brings together the nations.
0: Yeah. To speculate, it looks like whether or not Ray Karen or Karen is stepping out on Ray. And then Candace gets mad because someone is insinuating that her husband is stepping out on her. Well, because
1: Giselle point Giselle says that he came on to her. Yeah. Or she sensed that he was the kind of guy that would come on to her. I'm not sure yeah. which. And then there's some text or something with a photo of him at a club late at night, which I mean, traditionally happens to Michael Darby, Ashley's partner who she's divorcing. Except, oh my god, it gets oh my god, it, there's so much happens in this trailer.
0: So Ashley and Michael are divorcing. Thank God. I want to root for Ashley. She is an agent of chaos. I could look at her all day and be fine with it. Mhm. But she's been married to a man who routinely commits uh, sexual assault. Grabbing like every people's season. asses every season, grabbing asses without consent. He is a vile red moist-faced Gollum (laughs) I loathe this man he has cheated on her uh, uh, to varying levels all of this closet case seems some degree of a closet case uh and so i can't root for her because she has stuck by him anytime somebody's been like maybe your husband shouldn't go around pinching people's asses and grabbing and smacking their asses when they don't want him to and she's like oh that's just michael yeah, He's yeah, Australian. yeah, yeah, yeah. she defends him she's defended every shitty thing he did and so i just can never be fully team ashley well that's the thing yeah i i love ashley i love her
1: her her elfin goblin smile that happens anytime she hears horrible things
0: she tilts her head like michael myers looking (laughs) like looking at bob hanging there on the wall she tilts her head and gets a smirk and you just see her brain filing it away
1: Yup. And she just, she just gets such joy and she loves stirring it up. She loves, like in, in, in the last season when she showed up for a day to a a trip she couldn't make, she comes for the day just to start shit and then she leaves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is amazing. But I love that about her. I think she, she does fulfill a sacred role, much like you compared her in the past to Adriana on Miami. Um, just a, a, a delightful, sprightly troll dancing in blood. And Even with, even the writing the letter about Candace, even that I can look past. Candace not, I mean, rightfully so, not to do that until now, apparently. But it's Michael Darby that's just like, how can you stand up? How can you defend this man? How can you stay with him? How can you have multiple children with him? (laughs) He's repulsive. Then she, we find out as they're filming that she's divorcing him. And this comes up in the commercial, in the trailer, that she's divorcing him. But then, next thing you know, she says they're looking at buying a house together. Yeah. And then Karen says, that's no divorce? (laughs) Like, what the hell is happening? I can't wait to find out. I thought she was just with him, because it really seemed like this whole time that she's just been acting the wife and doing all of this stuff and over, like, looking past the sexual assaults, of which there are Legion and on camera... It, it just seemed like she was just in it to wait to till the, the prenup or whatever agreement, till she reached a certain year point in the relationship, and then she could divorce him and get a bigger payout.
0: That's the benefit of the doubt that I think everybody gives her, because she is great on the show and so good at her role in the show. Like, she is one of those housewives that, when it's time to work... She fucking works. She punches yep. the clock. She plays Real Housewives. And then she goes home. She yep. has, I, in the um, Not All Diamonds and Rosé book, one of the producers describes her as one of the very few housewives who is pure in the sense that she doesn't want anything. She's just on the show. Like granted she's dabbled, she had that awful song that she did or whatever, but like she hasn't <laughs> she hasn't come out with her line of candles. She's not trying to be an influencer, she's not trying to be Martha Stewart. She's not trying she's just on Housewives. And so it makes her the perfect housewife because she's just there to stir shit, talk shit and keep shit moving forward. Yeah, she's real good at it. She's real good at it. And she's incredibly smart, obviously and all of this and so that's why people like her so much and so everyone including myself like you just said is kind of putting like projecting onto her this excuse of why she's staying with him but it's also the only thing that makes sense because he's fucking disgusting (laughs) he's really repulsive in in so many ways
1: In what universe does this... Because all the women in Potomac are fucking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. In what universe does this stunning, sprightly elf of a queen see Gollum and go, I want to hook up with that? (laughs) It just doesn't... And the fact that he's gay. It just doesn't make any sense. Is it because he's Australian and it's like a green card thing? And so they have to like keep all of this act up for the show? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like, I thought the skies were parting when I heard they're getting a divorce and I was so excited. I did say I believe it when I see it. And then I see this trailer and the clouds begin to reconnect.
0: Well, because throughout the seasons of the show, there have been moments where you think the clouds are parting. Like when he cheats on her. And when they have this fight and that fight, and you think, oh, now she's going to leave. Now she's going to leave. And instead, she's like, I'm pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come reunion. She's like, we're, we're talking about having another kid. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the opposite direction you're supposed to take. This man is a monster. So I don't know. The story that's still out there is that they are getting divorced like no one has said i haven't seen anything written anywhere that says they're reconciling so who knows okay but it's it's still a until it's stamped and i never have to see his watery fucking face again
1: watching him anytime they talk to him about anything like anytime anything honest comes up like hey you're not a good husband or like hey you're kind (laughs) of gross or hey you like sexually assault people and watching his like his default like oh no i'm in trouble state where he just starts like sucking on his lips and he just like will eat his mouth like you you, like he could like undo the universe by just like eating his own face and it's just it's disgusting i try not to come for people's looks but he's just too much
0: yeah well he's (laughs) he's a whole repulsive package
1: that's the thing the fact that he he is vile inside and out yeah Speaking of vile, what, 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 don't tell me Giselle's dating. Peter?
0: Peter from Real Housewives of Atlanta, he was, he was married to Cynthia Bailey. People, please, if you don't know who Cynthia Bailey is, please look at a photo of Cynthia Bailey. And put yourself in this awful man's shoes and say, I'm married to this woman. I'm going to treat her like garbage.
1: I'm going to treat her like the most abject turd. ...that has ever existed.
0: He's awful. He's awful. And please, I know Giselle has terrible taste in men. I don't know why, because on the flip side of it, she really loves herself and has told her daughters, like, no relationship will ever be as important as my relationship with myself. Like, who says that on Real Housewives? Right? She has such a sense of self-worth, but then she gets with these men who are terrible. Well, okay. Giselle is a
1: goddamn angel. Giselle is stunning. She's gorgeous. She's she's smart. She's won an award for a book that she didn't write. (laughs) She is a great friend. She is a fantastic mother. She is a perfect Real Housewife cast member. But, as we all know, she has a terrible taste in men that extends to also her taste in clothes and her that's home true. interior. And when it comes to taste, Giselle just... Unless it's, like, being a good mom or a good friend, she just does not have taste. That's true. Which is the, the exchange for otherwise being a perfect entity.
0: But that, she does have to have a flaw. It's her house kind of amazes me in that it God, looks... It looks like kind of it's like if claire's boutique went into interior design yes if claire's and spencer's gifts yes. collaborated on interior design this is what they would have come up with <laughs>
1: Like, Robin told her to go look at Pier 1, and she actually walked into the next storefront over.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it was Spencer's. Yeah, it's 100% that.
0: Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And I just love that every reunion, like, they bring up how terrible she is in like her fashion and just all this everyone always like piles it on her and she just puts up with it. It's like,
0: well I like what I wear. I like I love that she likes it though, that she hasn't <laughs> Yeah. I, it's one area where I'm like, Yes girl, be stubborn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things where it's like, You're racist. Well, I like how I am. That's not a place to be stubborn. <laughs> like you are a whore because they'll just tell her flat out like you have terrible taste <laughs> you always look like shit
1: you can't dress yourself you
0: can't dress worth shit and she'll just be like i like it <laughs> she's wearing her like
1: fluorescent like the paisley pattern like scuba diving <laughs> outfit or whatever the fuck she's wearing yeah she's always in like a one stitch away from like a workout ensemble but it's just so curious i god i love it but Peter, that, I'd say, Giselle. Oh, come on. Stop the insanity.
0: Yeah. but I just don't want to see him anymore on Mm-mm. my screen. I thought I was done with him.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: <sighs> well, we'll find out. October 9th.
1: October 9th, Potomac. With with Charisse now. Charisse is coming back as a Charisse, friend of. a
0: friend of Cha-Cha. I'm ready for Cha-Cha.
1: God, I, Charisse is, I think, of all the cast members that have left... Well, or, or a friend of's too. Uh, Charisse is one of my very faves. I just love her. <laughs> She's so fucking
0: weird. She is one of the strangest people I've ever seen. Her and Kiki from Miami are two of the strangest people I've ever seen on Housewives.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: Charisse has probably the most money out of anybody on Potomac. She's mm-hmm. incredibly wealthy but didn't really know how to make a storyline very well. One of her storylines was like, she's building a champagne room. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she changed a room in her house. Yeah, <laughs> but she's so weird. And I think she's a great friend of...
1: She's so weird. She is a great friend of... She also, to her credit, she introduced um, therapy to the entire franchise, all the franchises. Like, she started going to therapy. She got everybody else going to therapy. And then other casts on other shows started going to therapy.
0: Yeah. So, God loves Riz. I loved that she could wield therapy as either a weapon or genuine heartfelt advice so she could just depending on her intonation so somebody could be acting crazy and she was saying you need therapy and it was an insult but if it was a friend who was going through something she would say you need therapy (laughs) very slight difference but it is there exactly (laughs) it's like korean the only difference between a statement and a question is the inflection of your voice otherwise they're exactly the same
1: that's so true
0: so I'm happy to see her back. She's so very strange. Um oh, I can't But wait. But I think part of that is that she has so much money yes. and social standing that she fears no one. Yes. And that's always wonderful.
1: Watching her show up and then Karen having to, like, fake a coughing fit to leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so exciting.
0: Yeah. So I'm ready. Karen flips the fuck out a few times in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what that's all about.
1: Mia throws a drink on Zen Wen.
0: I mean, Mia's always throwing some food-related items. She really is! For, for, for someone that,
1: you know, was, a, was very proud of her skills as a waitress. Yeah. Um, or whatever she called herself. A, a steak server or whatever. Uh, she really does like throwing food and beverage i just still i just can't after that last season with stepford wendy i just can't with zen win so i'm i'm i can't wait to see mia throw a drink at
0: her <laughs> i'm just i want karen and giselle see this is the the trepidation going from reunion to season is that by the end of the reunion for season six they were friends again we're frenemies or whatever you want to call them they had made peace And that's the way it should be because together they are unstoppable. They can give each other shit all the time and insult each other, but it's all, it's just fun shade and not like, it's not mean-spirited. And so I just hope that is still in effect because I love them together. Oh, absolutely. I mean, entire
1: societies would crumble under their uh, (laughs) reign.
0: I'm ready for both of these franchises, I'm telling you. Oh, they're so soon i can't believe it i think what they're gonna do is build up a cushion of wellness around me just in time for halloween banks part two (laughs) (laughs) by the time that movie comes out these seasons will be well underway
1: yes And, and
0: so i'll be so ensconced in good feelings Yes. That that Halloween Banks Part 2 will hardly affect me.
1: You're like a a delicate piece of china that is is secured by uh, ample layers of bubble wrap.
0: That's right.
1: And the bubble wrap is housewives.
0: I am the pea in Princess and the Pea. And the housewives are all those mattresses.
1: (laughs) 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 Try as you might, Michael Myers. You're not getting to the middle of this... uh... Um, Me, pile, you, Stacy. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I can't wait either. I just, I once again, I can't believe it's gonna be tag team. Oh. Uh, salt, but that's not sexual necessarily.
0: No, I'm. I, that was a sigh of. Yay. Oh, okay.
1: I thought okay. Uh, but like
0: the tag teaming of Salt Lake
1: and Potomac. And that, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get just by the ends when they say, "Here's Miami now."
0: Yeah, because Miami is on a whole other network, and I know they've already filmed their confessional. So it's gotta be
1: coming soon. It's gotta be coming soon. A new episode Denver. when we when we get that trailer.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait! I love Real Housewives. I love them so much. Well, I guess that's it. It was just two trailers.
1: Oh yeah. That literally, it's so funny that it literally is something we've done now twice. Is just talking about movie trailer, TV trailers now.
0: So listeners,
1: if listeners, if you are, um, if you find yourself tickled by any of this, and you you really have ever thought like, well, I don't watch the show, but I do like, then li- please just watch the trailer. Just watch the trailer.
0: Yeah, you don't even have to inhale. Just, 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 <laughs> just
1: watch the trailer.
0: Yeah, even if you don't know who anybody is, it doesn't really matter. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's fine. They're all Republicans anyway. Just watch the trailer. <laughs> not
0: Potomac!
1: No, not Potomac, because they're actually, like, women of color. Um, watch it, enjoy it, and then, you know, we'll see you at BravoCon.
0: Yeah, Jen Chow's not a... She's a Democrat.
1: Yeah, she also defrauds the elderly.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> see? Both sides, Stacey. Both sides. I'm going to listen to some Judy Collins. (laughs) Gaylordsofdarkness.com is where you can find other episodes of our regular show, other Housewives of Darkness, and stuff. Okay. Until next time. I'm going to channel my Teresa energy now. I may have a blog, but I also have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Prostitution whore!